Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 368, recorded live on my birthday, Saturday, July 12th, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man who's still in the 20s decade, Dave Pillay. Hello. And the man who's now dirty 30, Andy Lowe. Hi. Go, Andy. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Doing a little Happy dance. Birthday. But you can't tell because it's an audio podcast. Audio only. Yep. Now and forever. Well, maybe not. Who knows? <sighs> we never know what the future might bring. We, we've discussed this, though. It's like, okay, if we had this as a video podcast. It would be us staring at each other. Yes. and Except we, not even that because we wouldn't be looking at each other. We'd just be looking at the cameras and our computer screens. Well, you'd have the camera on would, the computer screen so you could look at sort both. of at it. Yeah, but like I'd like to point out that is what some people do. I know, and it's like, okay, why am I burning bandwidth just to see your head? Now, if there's some sort of you know screen capture where well, if they're talking, Andy, because because then they could do things like see you dance because it's your birthday. <laughs> that's not really worth the video bandwidth. I don't know that that's our decision to make, Andy. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, okay. I listen the, to the real difficulty would be we couldn't edit it down then the way we do with this one. No, the editing would be d- literally exponentially. Oh, probably more than exponentially. I, I, how can you it get, would be bad? It would take a while. It would. I would need yep. some like actual hardware to do video editing. Audio editing. That's you just require a good CPU, a big. Scratch disc and a um, a lot of RAM. That's what yep. you need for audio editing. You were you were about to ask how can you get more than exponential? Yes, Logar- uh, not logarithmic. Factorial is bigger than exponential. Factorial. Factorial. What's one factorial? One. What's two factorial? It's two times one. Yeah, it's two. It's three factorial. That's six. Just multiply the last one by the number. What's four factorial? Six to twenty-four. Okay, now we're starting okay, to get greater than, okay. What's, what's five factorial, Andy? <laughs> You're right. So, yeah, okay, five ex- exponential factorial. Okay, yes, I see it now. Yeah, factorial grows way faster than exponential. It took me a second there because I had to, like, in my head, I was comparing the curves. I'm like, okay, these are pretty much the same. Pretty, oh, there it goes. <laughs> yeah, they're they're the same. I mean, if well, I mean, somewhat depends on your exponent, right? Because if your true exponent is a hundred, two to the hundred is way more than two factorial. Very true. And three to the hundred is more than three factorial. Four to the hundred is way more than four factorial. But soon enough, factorial overtakes it. Oh, math! How I've missed you. Mm-hmm. I don't really do now, much math that is, anymore. That is not to say that video editing would be factorially more as opposed to exponentially more. In fact, I don't know that it would actually be exponentially. It's probably polynomial. It it would be a completely... I would have to tear down what I normally do editing-wise Yeah. and figure out to do something. Because when we talk, there are pauses of silence, which I remove. That's why I can always get it right to an hour or 76 right. or 66 and, that one time. You- couldn't just hit the remove silence button. No, because then our heads would be bouncing all over the place. Right. Now, what if we did a jump cut every time you removed silence? It, oh, we'd look like Max Headroom. Where it, it just went back and forth between us. We only, the idea is we only display one at a time. 
that would be weird. Right. That it would honestly look like we're, a, we're in a born supremacy movie. It's just the the cuts <laughs> coming left and right. Cuts every half second. Go. Oh, oh seizure. Oh, like I can see it now, and it's not pretty. Okay. Well, then we probably shouldn't do it. No. If if we can figure out something to do it in the future, or if we figure something else out, then maybe. But right now, it's audio because that's the easiest. Is there some things that, you know, would be good to have on video? Yes. Yes, there would be. But majority of the time... Like when Andy reviews a physical product. Yes. Or when I do or a dance. When we, or when he does a dance. Or when I shake my head in disbelief at something that Andy just said. Or I facepalm at something that Dave just said. We should have, like, audio just, cues for these. I think we just redefined the drinking game for this podcast. <laughs> is when or we do something that... Bingo. Is when we do something that requires a video option, but we don't do it? Yep. Or okay. Or that would be better with a video. I don't know. Anyway, hi, Andy. We'll have to figure out this drinking game at some point. Andy, it's been a while since we've recorded. Yes, it's been a couple of weeks. So how did you manage to screw up my internet, Brendan's internet, and Brian's internet all at once? My theory is listening. I haven't completely listened to the episode yet. But I had to listen to this thing to see how bad this, uh, and it was honestly something that I couldn't repair. It was like looking at the spectrograph. It was, it was choppy it was, and glitchy. It was terrible. Not only that, but it was spaced in frequency intervals, so it would be a pain in the ass to try and do something to get it fixed. But um, it happened right after the random topic got started, which was, as you can remember, what would you ask the CEO of Comcast? <laughs> I see where you're going with that, because we're all on Comcast. Yes, yes, you are. (laughs) But we had been talking about it at the beginning, before the show even started. I know, and that's what tipped them off. What, the NSA passed it on? I don't know. That's the best option that I've got of why your audio suddenly screwed up all at the same time. I think it's the curse of Andy. I think it's because Andy wasn't... The two times I've tried to record the show without Andy's presence, there has been audio issues and dropouts. I I honestly don't... That's my best guess is somehow Comcast heard about it and then decided to mess with you right when it was going to hurt you the most. But I just found that hilarious. I'm like, we're talking about Comcast. Brandon brings up, oh, let me ask him if he's the Antichrist. And then right after that, everything just starts just to go to goes pot. to hell. Ah, ha, ha. God oh. damn. That made me smile, though. I'm sure it did. Damn it. But yeah, I got to go back and listen to the rest of the episode yet. I, I was going to this week because I know I had a lot of driving to do. Well, I thought I was going to be able to ride rather than drive, but I actually had to drive. Mm. So didn't get a chance to listen. Not as much free time as you thought. Nope. Okay. That's what happens when your boss is in town. From out of state. Yes. When your out-of-state boss is in town. <laughs> when your out-of-state boss is in town. You're busy. Yes. Yes, you are. And it turns out my brother's at Elvis Fest right now. There is such a thing? Yeah, it's in Ipsy. It's, it's literally a festival weekend of all Elvis impersonators. I'm not sure I'd want to go to that. <laughs> all Elvis impersonators. Yes. An entire day of Elvis impersonators. You've played Elvis. New Vegas, right? No, no, I haven't yet. I've got it on Steam, but I haven't actually played it yet. Oh, Andy. Oh, man. I need to get the hardware to actually play it. Okay. Yep. That was one of my future-proofing game purchases, because I'm like, you know, I'm going to want to play this at some point. <laughs> Eventually, I'd like to play this. I just don't have the hardware right now. Yes. Okay. Even on, like, ultra-low graphics? 
Yeah, not so much. Oh. Well, this laptop is showing its age. It's, yes. What, five years old now? I don't know. I got it when I was in the Census Bureau, so that was end of 2009, somewhere in 2010. Okay, so maybe four to five years. Yep. Okay. So, should we talk about topics, maybe? Yes, I expect so. Let me actually load up the webpage here. Oh, nice. Well, Chrome crashed on me. It's been doing that lately. It's super annoying. So in the incredible amount of time that Andy and I have not been recording together this month, the Supreme Court decision for Arrow came down. Yep. And we lose. Well, Aereo loses. Yes. So Aereo lost. Uh, the court said, no, you're really a cable company, and this is really like broadcasting to a lot of people. So Aereo has suspended operations. They yep. have not dissolved. They have not said, okay, we're all done and we're, we're killing this. Uh, they are looking at ways to go forward and they are looking at solutions. Now, they've also had quite a bit of time to think about this because they've been able to think about this since, well, they went to the Supreme Court, if not before. So they have, have actually already revealed their next strategy. Oh, which is a total reversal of course. Aereo had previously gone into this saying we are not a cable company, we are not a cable company, we are not a cable company, we are not a cable company. And the Supreme Court basically said, "No, you're really a cable company." So Aereo is turning around and saying, "We're a cable company." <laughs> which means we are entitled to the same licensing as other cable companies. Oh. Yeah. So they're not going to be able to do everything, get everything for free, but they're still going to be able to... Do it for really cheap. Yeah. Granted, the price that the uh, broadcasters are charging the cable companies to carry their content is always going up. Hence why you have issues with, like, the Weather Channel or, or Fox and... Com- and um, oh, what, was the, what was the Fox one? Was that Time Warner or was that Charter? I do not know. And there was the argument between DirecTV and the Weather Channel. It's always, oh. But <laughs> if you say we're not, if you say we're a cable company, then we'll be a cable company. I like it. So the the broadcasters are going like, wait a minute. That's, you can't really, but you, you've been saying you're not. What the hell are you doing? And Ariel's saying, Supreme Court said we're a cable company. We deserve the same rights as a cable company. Someone brought up that this is actually, uh, there, there's precedence for this. Because this is exactly what happened with Obamacare, with the uh, the national health care idea of it's not a tax, it's not a tax, it's not a tax, it's not a tax. And then the Supreme Court said, no, it's a tax. And they said, oh, okay, it's a tax, but it's legal. Well, if the Supreme Court says it, it's going to happen. So Looks like a cable company, walks like a cable company, talks like a cable company, gets the same rights as a cable company. I also love how Fox is already using the ruling to try and go after Dish now. Yeah. So remember when I said we lost? Yeah. We lost. Uh, Some of the broadcast companies are now looking at this and saying, aha, Supreme Court ruled in our favor. There is now precedence. But the Supreme Court made sure to state in its argument, I do believe, that like their ruling was for Aereo only because they knew that if they tried to do something broad – they're going to screw up a lot more stuff that they didn't know about. 
Yep. So Fox trying to use the Supreme Court ruling, uh, it's it's not going to work. The judge has any competence, he'd read it and then literally read in there that says the Supreme Court is saying this is for Aereo only. I hope. you. If you don't, I feel like the lawyers should point this out to the judge. I hope. Yes. One can only hope that that's true. So what else we got here? Oh, speaking of the government, FTC is going after T-Mobile. Why is the FTC going after my phone company? Well, because your phone company, despite doing a lot of really, 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 really good things as far as, you know, no ETFs or no international roaming or we will pay you to come to us, they also do some really underhanded, stupid, evil stuff. Oh, good. That's great. Like, let third-party billing happen where, you know, this is when you... You get one of those weird texts that say, like, read your horoscope now, text something to this number, and you do, and then you start getting charged for it, because that third-party company then bills T-Mobile, which bills you, and then T-Mobile gets a cut. Oh, I know that's a very underhanded and evil thing to do, Mm -hmm. but those people who actually respond to those text messages, you, oh... It's you look at him. You're like, really? You actually? Res- it's like responding to spam. You just look at him. You're like, why did you do that? Yeah. Well, it said I could win eighty bucks. No, no, not. So that's that. It happened, and the FTC is saying, you know, T-Mobile, you've known that this is shady, and you've known that people wanted to get off of these, and you're not really doing anything about it. I think it's time to step in. This would be the FTC. Yeah. It's time to step in and stop that. I wonder if now it makes me want to go back and check all of my previous bills and see if there's anything on there. I I highly doubt it because we haven't even... Normally our bill is right around the same value every month before we started doing this whole paying 20 bucks a month for the phones thing. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of easy to tell. As soon as I saw there was a price change, I was like, well, wait. (laughs) What happened? This doesn't seem... And then I'd look at it and be like, oh, okay. It was this thing. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, they're trying to get us to change our plan again. And I'm like, it's... I'm not changing our plan again. Our plan is perfectly fine the way it is. Oh, yeah. So the FTC is also going after Amazon as well. What did Amazon do? Man, the FTC has been busy. That's what it seems, yeah. Which, you know, about time. The FTC's lawsuit seeks a court order requiring refunds to consumers for the unauthorized charges and permanently banning the company from billing parents and other account holders for in-amp charges without their consent. So you have those kids games, you know, the kid who you know buys $1,000 worth of in-game purchases or something without realizing it, and Amazon gets to keep 30% of all in-app charges. So the FTC is suing, suing Amazon over those purchases, saying, you guys should know better. <laughs> and has Amazon responded? Uh, I do. I'm not sure. But yeah, this was sort of like the one where the FTC forced Apple to repay 32.5 million. Basically, the same exact thing. So I have a feeling that Amazon is going to pay. Okay. But still, it's <laughs> oh, it's, why do you not disable in-app purchases? Well, because okay, they so, make money. I know, and it's one of those they things. They make when, lots. And lots and lots of money. Especially when they were first introduced, there was no need to enter a password to authorize purchases. Yep. The real question is, why are you handing your phone to kids? (laughs) 
if you hand your phone to kids, make sure it's in airplane mode. They can still play their games. But they can't buy things. Yes. Yep. Don't let them don't let them buy things. No. Okay. Parenting tip from the RA podcast. <laughs> Masters of parenting? <laughs> yes, because you know Because neither of us have kids. You have a dog, so make sure, Dave, to not let your don't hand the phone to your dog. This brings up an interesting point. What? Uh, so I, I got the new G3 yesterday. Yes. So I have my Galaxy S3. Yes. What do I do with it? I don't know. Does Laura need a new phone? She Is has she? an S3. Oh, well, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like, it is it is a fully rooted Android device. I have control over it in any way that I choose, and it is Wi-Fi enabled. Like, is- I could put it on the treadmill as a remote control for the downstairs Chromecast. That's a pretty expensive remote control. Well, no, because it got its use as a phone. I'm done with it. I have a new phone, which can actually act as a remote control. It's kind of cool. So what do I do with my old phone? Well, let's see if a Samsung Galaxy S3 Unlocked is going for on eBay. With a cracked screen. Oh. It's only a little crack, but it's a crack. (laughs) Samsung Galaxy S3 Cracked. If it's unlocked, you can still get about... Oh, uh, it's not technically unlocked. Oh. I mean, I could probably get it unlocked because I've had it for however long I've had it. Where is the... Sold. Sold listings. Here we go. 106, 148, 60, 60, 80, 35, 123, 94, 126. These are the unlocked? Whatever a clean ESN is. Probably unlocked. Okay. Bad ESN cracked screen is going for 60. So you got at least about 100 bucks here ish. Maybe a little less. Okay. So that's, that's certainly an option then. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'll think of something. Maybe keep it on standby in case one of the other ones breaks. Could. Or in case this phone breaks because I didn't get insurance on it. Ooh. Well, because it's a scam, Andy. It's 11 bucks a month. I know, and then I also had to pay $150 as a processing fee. Really? Yeah. For the insurance? Yeah. That sounds pretty scamish. Oh, we'll give you a new phone after you pay us $150. Uh, how much is a new phone? $150. Well, no, because I, I would have to have gotten a new S4. Or you could have gone on to eBay and bought an S3. Yes, but that would be a step down. True. Go on to eBay and buy an S4. S4, uh, $300. Okay. So if I bought the S4 brand spanking new, it would be $300. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's one of those debates you always have. <laughs> the, the real answer is don't break your phone. Yes. I am pretty careful with my electronic devices. This was literally just a freak accident that it just literally landed perfectly in order to crack it. it was, yep. Oh. Damned if you do, damned if you don't, don't break your phone. So speaking of androids, uh, there has been uh, some studies done on the fact that developers, if you make an app on iOS and Android, you're you're just going to assume that the iOS device, the iOS app is going to make more money, right? No, but okay. Well, it's it's been the case. Developers have done studies and they're gone with their numbers. And if you make an iOS app, and you make a counterpart Android app, 
the iOS app is going to make more money. Okay. Well, it turns out that the gap is narrowing. Yay! So it's... Although part of me wishes to believe that it's because Android buyers are more discriminating as far as taste and aren't as willing to just drop X amount of money on some random app that doesn't do anything. Well, they did drop all that extra money on an iOS device. Right. Wasn't there an an iPhone app that was nothing but a spinning crystal that the guy was selling for like $400? Yes, yes it was. And that one got quickly pulled from the App Store. Yeah, but not before like 10 people bought it. (laughs) Jeez. It's the official status symbol. Look at this app that I bought for $400. What does it do? You're looking at it. It doesn't do anything. So yeah, now things are actually starting to parallel. I'm actually planning a second app now that I have to write. Oh? Yes. So I've got my running app, which I still need to actually fix. Yeah, fix and publish. And publish, yes. Um, but there's a second app I want to do because my, my Explorer can run on uh, E85 as well as regular gas. Okay. So I used to keep track of my miles per gallon, which on a side note, I'm trying to figure out how much was your miles per gallon if you were driving just on the highway with your Prius? Uh, on the way there, it was like 49. On the way back, it was 46. Okay. We had, we had a discussion about that when we were driving, you know, all over the place. Yep. I, start, I drove from Kalamazoo. I drove one day to Battle Creek and back. Next day, from Kalamazoo to Lansing to Coldwater, back to Kalamazoo. Okay. And then the third day, I drove from Kalamazoo to Holland and back. Okay. There's a lot of time on the road, so we were discussing miles per gallon and that sort of stuff there. And yes. we were curious what the MPG of a Prius was going highway driving, because your battery was... is going to run out. Well, I mean, it doesn't run on the battery. I know. It supplements from the battery. It's also a very efficient little engine. Yes, yes, it is. Um, yeah, I was getting about 49 high 40s, uh, and, and one of the reasons it may have been lower on the way back is I didn't refill my tires when I was out there. Driving for eight hours on the highway, your tire pressure will go down. I thought your tire pressure will go up. While you're driving. Are you while, sure on while that While you're one? driving, it goes up because yes. your tires heat up. Yes. But you don't think that driving that much would, would lower the tire pressure? Unless you've got a bad seal somewhere. Eh, okay. <laughs> then maybe not tire pressure. Then I have no idea why it was lower coming back. I, I don't know either, but... The car was marginally heavier. Might have done that with the amount of stuff that you've got in there. I don't know. Uh, more likely it was the wind. Might be as well, yeah. Yeah, because if you're talking, let's see, less than 10% difference between the two of them-ish, mm-hmm. yep. that could just be, you know, statistical error. Yep. I don't know. You need to track it, it was, longer to see. It was high 40s. Okay. Is what high it was. 40s. High 40s both ways. Right. So I was planning on making an app that keeps track of my miles per gallon on regular gas and on E85 gas. Mm-hmm. So when I pull up to a station that has both... I can pull up the app and then see which one is actually better money-wise. Well, but, I mean, the the issue with that, Andy, is unless you run the tank dry, you're always going to have some sort of mixture. Yes, but if I know what the miles per gallon is based off of regular gas and E85, I can kind of estimate what the mixture is going to be. But you'll never know what it is off of regular gas and E85 until you start until you do like a couple tanks of just regular and a couple tanks of just E85. 
True. But then there are times where I just fill up on regular gas because I'm somewhere that only has regular gas. Or there's right. times where I just but, fill up. But you have gas in the tank. So here, let, let me give you a, a situation. Okay, hit me. You fill up, you, you drain your tank, right? Yes. Now you go outside and siphon it out. Okay. And then you fill it with E85. Gotcha. Okay. Now you drive and drive and drive and... At some point, you start getting low. How low is it when you go to get your tank filled? Uh, my warning goes off when I have 50 miles left, which okay. is... Okay, so you, you do drain it most of the way, right? Yes. You don't say, like, I've got a quarter tank I should fill up. No. Okay. Well, okay then. So with, with draining it almost all the way, you go and fill up. You still have a little bit of E85 in there. Yes. Right? And you fill it with gas. You fill it with regular. After you've driven the next 15 miles... You still have E85 in there. Yeah, no, it has been diluted by the natural, right. by the regular gas. But yes, I know I'm still there going to have some mixture in there, which okay. is part of what my app is going to calculate. But how is your app going to know? By using my previous fill-ups. If I log the fill-up of, okay, at this date and this time, I filled up with this amount of E85 gas. And my tank is this big. Yes, it could do estimates, I suppose, but that's, they aren't. That's the best that I'm going to be able to get is just estimates. Yeah. Well, yes, that's, that is very true, but it's going to throw off the numbers. Not by much, though. If, if I can get a good estimate of, okay, E85 is at 340-something, regular gas is at 390, it's a decent price difference so I can judge, okay, if I fill up with E85 with my current tank, I'm going to get this many miles per gallon at this cost. Should I do it or should I fill up with regular gas at this price to get this many miles per gallon? Is one typically higher than the other? Yes. E85 is normally cheaper, but you normally only get about 70% the amount of MPGs as you normally would get. Is it 70% every time? No, because it depends on the E85. The E85 mixture Mm -hmm. can fluctuate. It has a maximum of 85% ethanol in there, but it can have less. Okay. So it really depends on which E85 you're getting. Yes. So the app won't help. Well, we'll find out once I actually write it. Okay, because I, like I'm, I'm saying, like if you're if you know you're going to get seventy percent efficiency, yes, then you need to save seventy percent price. But you're not sure because each car is if seventy percent is just a ballpark estimate overall. Okay. Each car is different. Each driving conditions are different. That sort of thing. Okay. I think we can simplify this. Find out what your MPG is on E85. Find Normally out around percentage. 14. Okay. 13, 14. 13, 14. And what's, what's your MPG on pure gas? Pure gas is normally around 18 to 19. So 13, we'll call it 13 out of 19 is a 70%. Hey, look at that. 68%. So the gas needs to be 68%. Needs to be a, a, a savings of... 32%. So if I had gas at, let's see, three, what's 360 right now, times by 0.7, I need E85 to be 252 to make it actually make any sense. Yep. Which I highly doubt any of the E85 gas stations are going to be at 252. Yep. Now, that is not including a lot of other factors like environmental impact. Yeah. <laughs> Or the fact that you are transporting a larger amount of gas to go a smaller distance. Well, I guess that's factored into the MPG. Yes. But, or the time that you then have to take to fill up. 
Well, basically looking at this, I've I realized I've basically got two gas stations that I know have this great price difference compared to regular gas. Yeah. And neither one of them are near me. Yep. So unless I'm stopping at those two E85 gas stations, I probably should just fill up with regular fill up gas. With regular gas. There yeah. you go. Hey, look at that. Math. <laughs> Back to topics? Sure. <laughs> uh, what else we have? An elliptical Kickstarter. Yes. This one was actually sent to me by Julie, which for me, probably, I don't actually spend that much time behind my desk. Okay. So I'm not sure how much this would make sense to me. They say you can burn about 150 calories an hour using this. 150 calories in an hour? Yeah. Oh, man. That's not a lot. No, it's not a lot at all. But it's better than just sitting there. Yes. It is better than doing nothing. It is literally better than doing nothing. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, this is a really interesting idea. But at the same time, sit on a yoga ball. I thought the yoga balls were bad for your back. Are they? They're really good for your core muscles. I swear I read something that they were bad for your back. But maybe that's just me. It's just your back that they are bad for. Yes, just no my back. Nobody else. else's. So for two, for $300, you can buy this thing. Yep, and burn about a... Well, even on the mobile app here, okay. Active time, 3 hours, 4 minutes, and 36 seconds. Distance, 3.35 3. miles. Calories, 301. 100 calories per hour. Yep. Um, could I just do like jumping jacks for 10 minutes? I mean, I, I, when I sit, I bounce my feet. I probably burn a good 50 calories an hour just doing that. Well, that's the one thing I wish this flex would do was actually calculate my heart rate. Because that's a lot more than just estimating how many calories I've burned based on how many steps that I've taken. It's around your wrist? Yes. You'd think that they could. I know. There's actually the Amazon deal of the day is a one that can actually do the heart rate as well. For 160 something. No, 100 and 140 right now. How accurate is that? I I don't know. It does the optical testing for the heart rate, so it's not. Oh, so it, it shines a light into your skin. Yes. Okay. So that's the plus and minus on that one. So speaking of wearable technology, yeah, Oculus Rift is teaming up with Samsung. Are so Facebook and Samsung. Yep. Because remember, Oculus is now owned by Facebook. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. They are creating the Gear VR headset. Oh, God. So you could have your Samsung Galaxy phone and your Gear watch and now a VR headset to attach to it as well. What? Okay. Well, that's, that's certainly an interesting combination that I would not have thought of. It will be a modular design that allows users to connect a Samsung mobile device using USB 3.0. And he uses the smartphone's accelerometer, gyroscope, and processing power to track the head motions of the device. Samsung's doing the hardware. Oculus is doing the software. And it supposedly is going to be launched in September. Yeah, that, that's a little um, aggressive. Is that the word I'm, I'm looking for? Hopeful? <laughs> well, they, they, it, they say it's going to be launched at the IFA, the International Something Conference in Berlin, I do believe, this year. By launched, they mean a prototype? I'm not sure. They say it's going to be announced alongside the Galaxy Note 4. So, you know, last time the, the Galaxy S5 and Note were announced, and then they came out later that year. Right. Well, so, maybe. I mean, it's, it's possible. It's always possible. Yep. But, wow. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Because that's the thing is that the, the headsets, they always need to, people are always doing different ways of tracking the headsets movement. 
And this one, if you have the phone literally like strapped to your hip and you have the headset on, you could actually just walk around with it because the phone attached to your hip is doing all the processing power. So you don't have to be stationary in front of a camera the entire time for it to work. Right. But at the same time, I, I, why Samsung? Stop distracting Oculus. Let them work out what they need to work out. <laughs> I, well, I mean, we've, we've been saying it for a little while, right? We're entering into the age of VR. Yes, yes, we are. And not this silly, like, I'm wearing a huge headset that, co- that weighs 40 pounds VR. Actual, I could put this on a heads-up display VR. Yes. Jaguar is actually doing that now. They're uh, using their windshield as a heads-up display. Mm-hmm. And so they actually will, um, I saw a video for this on Jalopnik. I should probably post this topic, but it's got, um, racing lines. Like it will display racing lines on the, on the track. And you will also post ghost cars of other people's <laughs> lap. It's literally like a video game where you That's just have this. Awesome. But you're in the actual car driving while this is doing it. So that would be kind of cool. That is really cool. But yeah, this headset. September. We'll see how it goes. What else we got? Uh, da, 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 da. GameStop. Oh, GameStop. GameStop is trying just to maintain relevancy and not go bankrupt. So before, we, you could, you know, pre-order your game at GameStop and get this skin or that boat or this gun. Yeah. And, you know, that would be their thing there. Now they kind of want to expand that. Where before, like, you know, if you'd order the game at GameStop, you'd get maybe a mission or so that's separate. But they want to have, like, whole sections GameStop of the game. exclusive sections. When, when does it become GameStop exclusive games? Ooh. That's honestly where it's going to go, isn't it? Possibly. They just, I don't know that they have the clout for it. I mean, what, what developer would do that? Would say, like, yeah, no, we'll sell our game only through you. That would make no sense. I that, could see maybe a... GameStop gets it before everyone else, but then you're going to have a lot of really angry other people. But there's already GameStop-specific sections. But this is like piecemeal stuff. It's not really, you know, serious amounts. Right. I mean, it's, it's bonus content. Yes. But when, you know, where, where do we draw the line? Yeah, your idea of a GameStop-exclusive game is basically the end game for this. Sold on PlayStation 3. PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PC, only through GameStop. It's almost like Steam for multi-platforms. Is anything a Steam exclusive? Mm, Not really, no. Yeah, because the indie developers even just sell them through their own websites. I mean, Half-Life requires you to get Steam. There, There are a number of games that require you to have Steam. Yes. But they're not only sold through Steam. No, no, they're not. And since Steam is a free service, oh darn, you have to install Steam. I don't know. This It's a slippery slope that they're on right now. And this is EA that's going along with it? Uh, well, they, they are still in discussion with developers. This is a very uh, down-the-road sort of thing. Okay. But they are putting it on the table because it, it just seems to be the next logical step. It's like, okay, you got skins. Now you've got weapons. Now you've got small sections of the game. And then just keep slowly adding Building more. it up. Building it up and adding more. Building it up and building it up. And eventually, you'll have to buy the game there. So speaking of PC games, supposedly 25% of all PC gaming is League of Legends or Dota 2. Uh, I'd believe it. Really? Yep. 
League of Legends is the most played game in the world. Wow. I was not expecting that. Yeah, according, according to their chart, yeah, League of Legends, 16.76%, Dota 2, 8.15%. Yep, I would believe it. Now, I have to do say this is through Raptor, so it's a smaller, but still, yeah, 25%. That, that, it honestly doesn't seem right, but if you believe it, I'll take your word on that one. Yep. Granted, I know how much I sold my LOL skins for, so. Oh, man. Those skins from PAX, they finally kind of wised up about that. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, why is that guy digging through all those bags? Now I see why. Yep, because some of the things in there are worth a lot. Yep. Well, were worth a lot. They go for a lot less now. It's like the Steam trading cards. <laughs> Not Although, so... Like, but if, you, if you still had, like, the PAX... Uh, 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 shit, what was his name? Twisted Fate. That one would probably go for quite a bit right now. Oh, because it's rarity now? Yeah. Gotcha. So speaking of Steam, 8 million concurrent users? 8 million people logged on to Steam at once. Let me guess. Not playing games. Not playing games, but logged in. Let me guess. This was done during the summer sale. This was definitely during the summer sale. (laughs) Yeah, my boss, uh, my boss told me, we were talking about something. He's like, you know, you can put Steam on your work laptop. And I'm like, I know, it's already on there. Summer sale. And he's like, ah, (laughs) <laughs> like i'm not gonna play any games during work it's just i had to install it because summer sale mm, summer sale which i actually didn't buy that much this year did you how much did you buy this year wolfenstein that's it pretty much there was one or two other little things that i got uh but for the most part wolfenstein that was my big purchase i think i did like a couple of small indie purchases i think i got the Oh, the entire series of that Yjot games with the ghost detective. Mm-hmm. Why can I not think of the name of it? I don't remember. Black something. Mm, I don't remember what it is. I know that I would um, I'd, I'd bring up Steam right now, but Steam's downloading Wolfenstein. <laughs> so your internet will go to crap as soon as you open it? Yeah. Gotcha. It's a very, very big file. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it at all. So I'm going to leave Steam off while we're recording today. So downloading. Bell Labs is actually still doing stuff. Bell Labs exists? Supposedly. Okay. What is Bell Labs up to? They have gotten gigabit gigabit speeds. Oh, oh, I saw this. On copper. On copper. On your regular phone line. They were able to transfer gigabit. 10 gigabits per second over a pair of... Of standard phone cables. How? I'm not sure. But there is a caveat for this. Okay. Their distance they did this was over yeah. 98 feet. Ah, so within a house. Basically, yes. But it means I could take a phone line, an existing phone line in the house, and do that. Yes. Which means I wouldn't need to rewire the house for a network. No. Because the house is already wired for phone. Yes. Even though I don't have a landline. Yes. You'd be able to do a gigabit network over your house using your standard phone lines, which that's a that's a the brilliant idea of this thing is, OK, no, because having if normally people who do data over phone lines, they're miles away from their telephone node. So this is not going to help them out. Nope. But their house, though, rather than having to 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 tear down all the walls and do all the fish tape and everything to run the cables, you just use your current phone network that's built into your house and plug the stuff in that way. I like this idea. I would like to m- make it happen in my house. <laughs> what do but, I need to do? 
I, I will try and hunt down this article. Okay. And see what they, uh, what they say, how they did it, and then see if it's okay. possible for you to do it that way. Probably not. Um, Homestar Runner. Homestar Runner, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Homestar Runner, for those of you who might not have grown up with the internet in high school, uh, Homestar Runner was an early, early Flash interactive website. That was a cartoon, and it was very, 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 very funny. And it has been dead for like five years. But for April Fools this year, they made an episode. They, <laughs> they published something. Oh, wow. Have you seen that yet? No, no, I haven't. Oh, Andy. Um, if it weren't like eight minutes long, I'd say go do it now, but you'll nope. have to wait. Yep. Uh, and, and there was a lot, of, oh, a lot of feedback and excitement. People going like, it's back, it's back. And it was in April Fool's, so it's not really back. Uh, but the, the guys who made it said like, wow, we, you know, that was a lot more fan reaction than we thought we'd get. <laughs> And have started talking about actually producing more. Homestar Runner, man. Can't believe that. Wow. So exciting. Uh, speaking of other things coming back from the dead, or in this case, staying dead, the IC3 satellite. Do you remember this satellite? The one that they were trying to, that was gone for 30 years or something like that, and they're trying yeah. to... Uh... So, satellite that was supposed to go and study something between the Earth and the Sun, and it was supposed to follow the Earth... Um, and then a NASA scientist said, wait, we're in like this really perfect position for it to actually study a comet. But it means that we'd, we'd lose it for like 30 or 40 years. And NASA said, OK, let's do it. Not realizing that 30 years later, NASA would no longer have the technology to talk to the satellite. So a bunch of modern day scientists get together, say, we want to try. Hey, NASA, or, you know, can we do this? And NASA said, sure. And so they put up, uh, I don't think it was a Kickstarter, but it was a crowdfunding to raise money. They started digging through old manuals and data tapes, and they they sent a command to it a couple weeks ago that said, basically, hello. And it, resp- it, it replied. It's like, hi. Sup, guys. No, wait, I'm it's 1970s, so I don't know what 1970s slag would be. Uh-huh. I, I don't know any 1970s slang, but I anyway. 1970s, yeah, you're older. You should know. <laughs> Welcome to the 30s, Andy. Thank you. Um, so they, they sent the, the basically the acknowledgement, like the hey, it sent one back. They were all excited. And then they started sending it commands to run the thrusters to bring it back to where it needs to be and give it the right trajectory so that it will stay with Earth again. And the first burn went okay. But when they sent it the, the command sequence for the second burn, it acknowledged it, but didn't burn. It didn't fire the rocket. Oh. So they can communicate with it, but the rockets aren't working. And the thoughts are 30 years was just too much, and there may have been a slow leak in the nitrogen tank or something that has stopped it from firing. Well, that's too bad. So that is it. It's done. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But it's done. Oh, well. That is sad. What else? Uh, what else do we got here? Da-da-da. Oh, you posted the Skullgirls thing? Yes, that was hilarious. For the pirate, somebody was playing the game that they pirated. They get a random message. What is the square root of a fish? Now I'm sad. So he sends a tweet to the developers going, Hey, I got this message. No idea what it means. 
They respond with, oh, that? It means you should probably buy the game instead of pirate it. Dun, dun, dun. So then they why go back he, and forth. Wait, why did he tweet it instead of just going online and searching for it? I don't know. Maybe he searched online for it, didn't find anything, and then decided to tweet to it to see what's going on. Someone must have posted about it. Probably. So yeah, you pirate a game and then you tweet directly to the developers, hey, what is this? And what that means why, is... Why you, would you tweet anything directly to the developers? Not even a, what is this? That's like going... Let's, let's think about this. You just stole something from them, and now you're going to go back... I walk into a store, I shoplift, I walk out, I come back in and say, hey, why isn't this working? <laughs> and yes, I understand there are differences between pirating software and stealing from a store, but still, it's stealing. It is. It's like, you go to, you go to a grocery store, and you, you steal a bag of chips... And you, you open a bag in. of chips, and they're these all stale. Chips taste funny. <laughs> Go back to the store. Why do these chips taste funny? Because that was our anti-theft bag of chips. It's like buying that bag, stealing the bag that's on display no, without it's, realizing it's, that it's. Why do these chips taste funny? Because we kept the antidote for paying customers. Oh. He is planning on buying the actual game, though. He was like, "I kind of did a try before you buy thing." Yeah. Uh, keep reading those tweets. He was never intending to buy the game. Oh. That's him trying to cover his ass. He was like, oh, uh, I was gonna buy it. I swear. I promise I was gonna buy it. God, so, stupid people. Yep. Silly pirates. Okay, what else? Anything else? Probably time for the review. Uh, there's more words between Verizon and Netflix. And Google hopped onto it, too. Oh, good. YouTube I see- now blames them for YouTube slowness. Oh. oh. It's one of those things where I don't know who to believe because they're both giant companies trying to protect themselves. Yep. They're both evil. Don't believe either one. All right. Um, yeah, the last bit, Sony review. is doing their own version of early access like Steam. Okay. So, random review. Yep. Uh, since Dave had gotten a new phone, it's been too soon for him to actually talk about it and review it. I, I got the phone yesterday. It is yeah. a little too new for me to discuss. I, on the other hand, uh, a little while ago, got the S5, because as I had talked about it, my S4 did a wonderful, perfect face plant and cracked the screen in about three places. So now I have the S5. And what's different about it? Um, um, <laughs> really? What, what about the fingerprint scanner? I, um, I've never set that up. What about the IP67? What's that? It, that it's dustproof and mostly waterproof. Oh, that's kind of annoying because the USB plug on the bottom is covered by its own little waterproof seal. So you have to pop open this little door to plug in the USB cable, and then you plug in the cable and it charges, and once you're done, you unplug it, and then you have to close up this little door. And then you get a little pop-up message that says, hey, make sure you close your door. Otherwise, it won't be waterproof. It's a little pop-up message that comes up on the screen every time you unplug it. I just want you to remember that. I know, but it's, it's, it's literally like maybe a half to three quarters of an inch long. So it's definitely hanging out there. So it's like, how would you not notice that this thing was unplugged? They just want to make sure that you remember. Also, because otherwise they can't say that it's really waterproof. True. Because I bet sooner or later somebody would be like, well, you didn't tell me to keep the thing closed. Yes, yes, we did. Many, many, many times. Are you 
planning on rooting if root becomes available? I'm debating that right now because most of the Samsung apps are not that exciting. Yep. Um, I got premium service with a couple of apps for free for a couple of months because I got an S5. So I got ad-free Pandora for a little while. Nice. And a couple other things as well. Um, it's honestly not that much different from all the... The battery life is a whole lot better. I can say that for a fact. Because I had the old S4, the way I used it, I would normally have to have that external battery Mophie pack on there. Okay. To keep the battery in use. But this one, the battery actually lasts. And I've even got the, the Bluetooth connection with my uh, Fitbit here. And even that's not killing it as fast as I thought it was going to. But there's also, I love it, there's also the emergency mode that you can go into where you can go into power saver mode and then like super power saver mode where if i go into the super power saver mode on my phone right now let me get to the shuts off wi-fi shuts off battery not battery wow uh nfc it shuts off a lot of stuff turns your screen monochrome oh that's cool yeah ultra power saving mode turning it on my battery is currently at 60 percent if I turned on the ultra power saving mode, my estimated standby time now for my phone is 7.5 days. That's really cool. So if I'm like in an emergency situation, I would turn that on with a heartbeat because then I know I have my phone with a heartbeat in a heartbeat in a heartbeat. That's what I said, right? You said with a heartbeat. Oh, I meant in a heartbeat. Okay. Because that's 7.5 days of standby time if I need it. That is quite a bit. That's at a 60% battery life. So if I'm at, like, less, I can. I think I turned it on when you were driving up north because I was at, like, 15%, and it said, like, I had a day and a half of standby time. So, yeah, it turns off a lot of stuff. So that's, that's I, like, the, I like the black and white. Yes, that one's super nice. That's a really clever idea. And if you don't want to go ultra power saving, they just have a regular power saving mode that you can easily turn on, no problem. Cool. So, have, worth it? Um, I'm not sure. Like I said, outside of that, I don't really use the NFC. I don't really use multi-window or screen mirroring or those eye things where it pauses it if I don't stare at it. It's like Boo from Super Mario Brothers. It's You stare at it. Well, it's opposite of Boo. It's a backwards Boo. Yeah, it's, I, I haven't turned on any of the other things. I haven't tried the touch sensitivity thing, which means I don't have to have the special gloves on. The special gloves. Those gloves, you know, with the little finger pads so you can use the touchscreen okay. in the winter time. Yeah. The touch sensitivity on this thing supposedly negates the need for those. Ah. So, so I can just use regular gloves. Supposedly. I haven't tried it out yet. So you know, really, there's, there's a lot of features here that we don't know about. Because I don't use them. If I did, I could tell you more about them, but I have a bet that 90% of the people do not use NFC. Which is a shame, because it's actually really effective. Yeah, I, no, I don't doubt it, but I haven't set up anything to do with it. It would be nice, though, if I could set it up with... Ta oh, could I do that with Tasker? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's some NFC stuff with that. Oh, because that would be nice if I... Because right now I've got it, as soon as it connects to my Wi-Fi at work, it shuts off the, the uh, password, so I don't have to keep unlocking my phone while I'm at work. Cool. But I could also set it up there as some sort of NFC tag. That would be helpful. Yep. A lock and unlock NFC tags? Yes. You have to purchase the tags, though. Oh. I mean, well, you, you have to have it near field communicate with something. Uh, it, what, what were you expecting? Wait a I minute. Don't, I don't know. It's a lot of these things where it's like, okay, I can try out the, the remote control on the thing and do that, but it's... Like the, I said, there's, so I the the remote control on my phone yeah 
Because evidently this is a new thing, is to put an IR beam on the phone again. I What the hell are they thinking? But anyway, uh, it, it actually works fairly well and was very effective with my TV. So oh, I it could, is an IR beam on the phone, isn't it? Yeah. How do you think it controls them? I thought they were going to use something about with the with the flash or something, but no, there's an actual IR thing at the top. All right. Yes, there's an IR beam at the top of the phone. The fingerprint um, heart rate thing seems to work. Cool. Granted, I've got the heart rate monitor, so I don't need that. But yeah, that's like I said, there's a lot of things here that slight improvements, bigger screen, better definition, but all relatively minor improvements. Yes, from the S4. Okay, this is why, by the way, I didn't get the S5. Ah, and you went to the G3. I just went over to the G3, which we'll hear about some other time. Yes, yes, we will. And then we can compare the two of them and see if Dave made a wise decision, which I guess he did. Dave Dave does take these things rather seriously. Yes, yes, he does. But we'll see. Okay. Random topic. S5. Eh, meh. Eh. Meh. If, If you have an S3, it's, I mean, it's a faster processor, right? Yeah. S3 to S5, maybe? Probably. S4 to S5? Meh. Right. Random topic. Yeah. Rolled ahead of time. And tell us about the most embarrassing moment of your life. Hmm. The most embarrassing moment of my life. Yes, the most embarrassing moment of your life. I, I want to be a dick and say being born, because that leads to every other moment in your life. But being born wasn't embarrassing because I was not cognizant enough to be embarrassed. No, you were just crying and wailing, probably. I mean, I was a C-section, so I have no uh, idea. <laughs> who knows? Um, most, most embarrassing. I've got a bunch of embarrassing moments. Yes. Like, you know, picking the wrong chat box to send a message to in the morning. Ooh, that's always embarrassing. Yeah, well, especially when it was you that I sent the message to. I don't think you remember this, which is no. good. <laughs> yeah, don't feel embarrassed about sending any message to me because I don't remember them. That's that's good. I'm glad. Why would you send? I'm not going to say. Damn it! <laughs> it's in one of your chat logs, Andy. You might have to go into Trillion and dig deep. <laughs> I don't actually have Trillion installed on this computer anymore. This was back in high school. Oh, I definitely don't have those logs. Yep. Woo! Andy forgot. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! Yay! Thank you, Andy. One less thing for you to be embarrassed about. Yep, because you're the only other person in the world who had ever who had seen that. Because it was back in high school, you wouldn't have shown it to Kate. Nope. I wonder if you told her at one point. Probably not. You probably, probably forgot not. about it within a week. Probably. Most embarrassed. <laughs> so that one's off your list. Oh, I mean, it was still an embarrassing moment. I'm just not worried about it anymore. Uh, uh, performing at Mock Rock was sort of embarrassing, but also really, really, really cool. Yeah, Mock Rock was fun. Embarrassing moment. There had to be a slip of the tongue that I made while teaching. I know I've made one. Not nearly as bad as the the my coworker who had meant to say, uh, please turn your phones and vibrators to... That's what he said. Right? <laughs> oh, you meant to say, turn your phones and pagers to vibrate. I said, please turn your phone and vibrators to, and then just, uh, your phones and pagers to vibrate. Oh. My most embarrassing moment. I mean, some of this is, it's an embarrassing moment, and so neither of us want to say that. 
Well, there were many times where I did um, wet my pants. I was not a quick potty trainer learner. Okay. How late did you did you stop wetting your pants? I don't remember. So I'm not a... This is the thing. It's like my history is not remembered well by me. <laughs> so I don't know about that. Um, I'm usually pretty good. I mean, I haven't done like a... Uh... I do have to say, okay, so there was one time where um, in fifth grade, I was in some of the accelerated courses, right? So we had that like special math class that met yep. and all that. There was one that I think it was a, uh, it was science or history or something like that. There was only like three of us. So we met in the little teacher's work area behind Patterson and Patterson, Alberts, Albertson and Powell, I do believe, I think, whoever my fifth grade teachers were. And uh, one of our things is we had to do some sort of uh, play at the end as part of our project. And I was, there's only three of us, so I had to play two parts. So I was supposed to play two different people at two different times, and so one of them was going to be wearing pants, and the other one was going to be wearing shorts. So it was an easy way to distinguish between the two of them. Okay. The only problem is the shoes that I wore the day of were bigger than my normal shoes. And so when I was trying to take, I had shorts on underneath my pants, and I was trying to take the pants off between the scenes, my shoe got stuck in the pants. Okay. So I had to walk out with the pants around my ankle, which to a bunch of fifth graders was hilarious because I couldn't do anything about it because it was literally just like wedged in there and it, it would have taken me some time to get the pants off. Right. And since my shoe was stuck in there, I couldn't untie the shoe and get the shoe off either. So that was pretty embarrassing in front of the entire, you know, like 30, 50 kids that we were doing this thing for. I had to do it with pants around my ankle. Not fun. So that was pretty embarrassing. I don't, I don't know that I, I mean, forgetting lines, that's embarrassing. Oh, yeah, that's a, yes. That, but I don't know about anything majorly, majorly embarrassing. Um, there was the one time I slept through Easter service with the church band. That was pretty embarrassing. You slept through it? Yeah. I was home alone at the time, and I just, I'm not sure what exactly happened, but I completely missed my alarm, and I woke up, and I look over, and I see what time it is, and I'm like, holy crap, I just missed Easter service, you know, because it's Easter Sunday, so everybody is there. Yep. And I slept through it. At that point, because I've done something similar, you know what I did? What? Turned around, went back to sleep. Like, well, I missed it, and I already missed it, so back to sleep. I already had that oh shit moment when you like you wake up and you see it and you go oh shit yep and then I did the math in my head I'm like by the time I got dressed and over there it'd be already over at this point well crap so turn over go back to sleep no I just got up and ate breakfast and sent out a a, a couple of emails apologizing saying I just woke up I'm not sure what happened but I am extremely sorry okay so yeah that was bad um yeah, that's, that's about it. I, I, Kate can probably give me a couple more things where I was embarrassed, but that's what I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. So, on that wonderful, happy, yay note. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Yep. Yep. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.